Thanks for tuning in to Timberlake's Message Podcast. We're excited to announce an all-new podcast called Weekend in Review, which we'd love for you to check out right after this. Visit reviewpodcast.timberlakechurch.com or download the Timberlake app. Text Timberlake app to 77977 or search for Timberlake Church in your app store. We're always so encouraged to hear how this platform has been a blessing to others, and we hope it makes an impact for you as well. Enjoy the message. Uh, welcome to Timberlake Church. Uh, I am Ben. I'm the lead pastor. So glad that you are joining us uh, today. Uh, hey, things are a little bit different. Uh, how is that stay-at-home order uh, working for you? I hope you're having great family time. I've worried about all sorts of things that I have never worried about uh, before. Uh, one of those is uh, when do I get my hair cut again? Uh, I, I had a few of you, and these are too good. I know I showed a few last week, and I'm going to show a few more. Actually, I, I had 241 pictures posted on my Facebook page and many other ones you sent me because they were inappropriate. And uh, so I want to show you some that aren't inappropriate uh, when it comes to a whole haircut thing. Uh, this is what your kids are going to look like back to school. And then, th- and then this one is my favorite. This is what we're all going to look like after 18 months of cutting our own hair. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's sort of interesting, this coronavirus, obviously a very real, a very uh, big deal. Uh, and no laughing matter, but how we react to it can be a laughing matter uh, from sometimes. Uh, these were posted, this is one lady, and uh, that's uh, evidently they had no face shields. Uh, I thought this one was pretty uh, interesting. Uh, why is my sister's name Paris? Because we honeymooned in Paris. Thanks, Dad. No problem, quarantine. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll leave that there. And uh, if you've ever been to the jewelry case at Costco, uh, now you see uh, what they have there. Well, uh, we are at home, uh, yet we are together. We're together as one church, and uh, we are going to spend some time understanding what God has for us uh, in situations like these, and really whether it's this situation where we're maybe stuck at home, or maybe it's a situation in life where we feel stuck. We're going to look at that. I'm going to look at a story uh, from the Bible. It's actually an account, real account, uh, of a guy named Moses and what God had called him to do in sort of the, the before and the after, but what we're going to look at is the in between. Uh, and it's interesting uh, for Moses, just to give you a little bit of a background, he's 80 years old, uh, he's uh, still working because his 401k is not doing well anymore, and he, uh, he's there uh, trying, to, you know, uh, trying to take care of uh, some animals, and God speaks to him, and he calls him to do something. He says, I'm going to use you to do something incredible. And you can already think of this, is that he's probably thinking like the movie Rocky, this is going to be wonderful, it's going to be quick and easy, but it's anything but that. Well, as we uh, approach this passage, I want to give you the key learning up front, uh, because I know some of you might tune out, I hope you don't, but the, uh, it's actually from the book of Philippians. This is really the theme uh, that's overarching, not, not from this Exodus passage, but our topic today. The Apostle Paul says, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, 
whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And that's what we're really looking at, is how can we have a strength in God? In fact, if you hear, you might hear uh, 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 people laughing. I did not add a laugh track, although I'm not above that. <laughs> uh, this is actually our last time together uh, as a team before we, uh, you follow the, the shelter-in-place, stay-at-home order. And uh, we're, we're really looking at what's ahead and how do we, and how do we as a church make spiritual progress? How, how do we not get stuck when we're stuck? That's the, the paradox that we're looking at today. With well, the nation of Israel, uh, if you look at how God worked, God has delivered, delivered them many, many times. In fact, it's pretty interesting that that, that nation exists today considering uh, some of the circumstances that surround them, the enemies that have come against them. And it was back that, uh, like that way, way back, uh, even before they had become uh, Israel as we know it today. They had been delivered from a famine to Egypt, and Egypt then became the place of their captivity. Isn't it interesting how sometimes that thing we think was going to deliver us can be that thing we need to be delivered from? And it's at that point that God speaks to Moses, and he said, I'm going to do something so incredible that people will know it's me because I'm going to use you to make a difference. To lead them to freedom. We read, the Lord said, I, uh, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And so that's it. That sounds great, doesn't it? You know, uh, it just happens. Uh, well, there's some process along the way. And he, he says this, uh, God says this to Moses, so go now, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And he goes to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh does not cooperate, and it takes a lot longer than he thought it was going to take. There, there are struggles, nothing seems to come easy during this period of time. It was a wasteland of sorts, uh, but God didn't consider it a waste. I mean, as they, as they then are delivered from Pharaoh and they spend years out in the desert, it's really a metaphor for what I know because I've talked to so many of you that you're going through. You're going through that when it comes to employment or just the fear of the future or things that are unrelated to the coronavirus. Just as you try to navigate maybe a, a sense of despair that's just not lifting for you. And so the question is, can God meet us in those places? If God can't meet us in those places, then I would posit that we're not following the real God. Now, now God doesn't say he's going to deliver you immediately. See, this is where what we usually think. God's going to do it right now. God's going to do it on his time frame. Which, by the way, when I get to heaven, I want to talk to God about his time frame. Sometimes it's a little bit inconvenient, isn't it? And so th this really leads to my first point on how to not get stuck when you're stuck. And that's number one, and th th we learned this from this passage, resist whining and complaining. 
Uh, how many of you uh, have done a little bit of complaining this week? Uh, all the people who are honest, raise their hands so your liars can keep your hands down. Uh, we've all complained a little bit. Uh, in the nation of Israel, it's interesting, uh, their uh, complaints. I mean, imagine two and a half million people with a stay-at-home order. <laughs> I can barely imagine four. But uh, the, uh, here, here's what we read. The rabble with them uh, began to crave other food, and the Israelites started wailing and said, if we only had meat to eat, we remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost, also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. Now, it, but now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. And if you're not a church person like me, I, w I wasn't raised in church or in a religious environment, you're, you might say, what is manna? Manna was this sort of bread-type substance that God gave them miraculously. He fed them. And the, instead of saying, God, thank you for, for feeding us and delivering us, they became a little bit discontent with how God was delivering them. In fact, uh, manna, the, the word in the Hebrew, manna, literally means what is it? Because they didn't, it's sort of like gas station food. You're not really sure uh, what it is. In fact, when you're, you know, under the magic heat lamp in the gas station, you're better off just to say, I'm sure it's full of nutrition and goodness, you know, and antibodies so you stay healthy. Uh, you almost imagine them in that whiny voice. We remember, and you know what they're really saying? God, maybe we'd be better off if we didn't do it your way. Maybe we'd be better off if we did it on our own. And, and we need to be careful because we, we come to a place spiritually that is quite dangerous at that point. We need to guard our hearts. We can find ourselves saying, you know, God, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of fumbling for an answer when people ask me what line of employment I'm in. I'm sick of maybe working on a marriage that just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I'm, I'm sick of waiting for this depression to lift. And the important thing to learn in situations like this is when you're stuck, it's uh, how to walk through it without really punishing the people around you, without making them suffer. And part of that is, number two, make a real effort to manage your emotions. Now, your emotions are what they are. You can't, you can't say stop feeling a certain thing or start feeling a certain thing. But we can manage those emotions that we have. And to be alarmed about an alarming situation is natural. So if you're saying, hey, all that's going on, I'm a little bit alarmed, that's natural. To stay alarmed is not only unhelpful, it's unhealthy for you physically, spiritually, and emotionally as well. If you're in a desert, metaphorically, so to speak, long enough, if you feel disappointment long enough, eventually it's going to overwhelm you. And usually, I don't know about you, I don't often make the best choices. I usually like, hey, I'm overwhelmed and there's a half gallon of ice cream and, you know, something like that, that somehow that's going to make me feel better. And, and Moses is in this kind of state. He really, his emotions are just running wild. By the way, that's why you need good friends who will challenge you on your thinking. People who love you, who you know love you, and say, you know, hey, I understand you feel this way, but your feelings can actually lie to you sometimes. Uh, 
we read this Numbers 11, 11. He asked the Lord, why have you brought uh, this trouble on your servant? And uh, he goes on and he says this. You can just see his thinking. He says, if this is how you're going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me, uh, and do not let me face my own ruin. Is he having a bad day or a bad day? He's having a bad day. Uh, and, and it's interesting, uh, God sends him uh, people to help deliver him. Uh, but he's not the only one. If you look through uh, the Old Testament, even the New Testament, uh, Elijah said, I've had enough, uh, Lord. Take my life, I want to die. Job said, the, the lay, let the day of my birth be erased. These are the kind of Bible verses that don't make it on greeting cards very often. Uh, they, but they do represent often how we feel. And, and, and it's interesting, what does God do? Is God sends a miracle in the form of people. He says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some people to help carry this burden. But you say, I'm going to just go it alone. You can choose to, but that's nev never a helpful or healthy way to go move forward in life. You think, well, uh, what about those great individual athletes? You know, every one of them has a trainer and a coach. All successful people I know, even in business, they all have trainers and coaches. I, I, I've had the blessing to meet lots of people who run very major corporations. And never have I met one that said, you know, I don't listen to anyone. I just do my own thing. And I've listened a lot of people who are struggling, I've heard say that but never people who find great success. They always say, you know what? I'm going to get some smart people around me so I can get through this. And that's what uh, God says to Moses. And he said, these people, they will, share the, uh, they will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. One of our sayings as a church is that no one stands alone. We are, we're so committed to this for, for you as someone who attends, but also for our community as well. In fact, I'm so, I, I got to tell you, I'm very proud of you in so many ways. When I hear people have conversations with people, it, the way you serve and you give and you reach out and you care for people. And, and we've had the opportunity to do that, even with some of the very practical needs uh, in our region. I want you to take a look at this. I'm Becca. I am the Community and Volunteer Program Manager at Accelerator YMCA. Hi, my name is Alexis Harden, and I'm the Transitional Housing Director for the Accelerator YMCA. How Timberlake is helping right now with everything going on in the world, the fact that we we're able to get that overwhelming donation, it was huge. And so now these folks that are um, being asked to stay inside, that are being asked not to just go out, and um, that are often a lot of them have been laid off, a lot of them are not working right now. Um, so having the food in place allows us to still provide them um, a meal. And when you guys brought that food in, they're like, oh my gosh, there's food here, we can't wait. It's, it's bigger than just the donation even, and we're so grateful. 
We just want to say a huge thank you to you and your community at Timberlake Church. I have seen the effects and the impact that your giving has had, and we are just so excited to continue working with you all. Isn't that great? It's great that you and I together can do way more than we ever could alone. You know, uh, we've called and prayed with literally hundreds of you. It'll be now thousands of you. If you've given us your information, if you haven't, then we're not going to be able to do that. We've been able to provide uh, emergency care and and assistance uh, to people in our own church family and even people outside of our church family, even as those resources do become stretched at a time like this, not to mention the groups uh, where we live out the one another's. Someone who received one of the calls uh, wrote this back in an email. Thank you for reaching out. I would like to thank Timberlake for reaching out to me several times to check on me, as well as when my husband passed away suddenly and unexpectedly on Christmas night. I love this church. Thank you to everyone for all that you do. And that everyone is you. That God, I want you to know that God will provide for you. Maybe he's going to provide employment or better employment. Maybe he's going to provide contentment. He will provide. But there is, number three, we need to learn some lessons and to lean in to some new habits. This really gets to discipline. We don't like discipline, do we? It's like, hey, what about the encouragement? And we think of discipline, maybe you had a harsh parent and you can't even hear that word. But why don't you think of it biblically, not how you experience. Discipline comes from discipleship, is that we're being formed into something greater. And sometimes, though, there are lessons that we can only learn by painful experiences. In fact, I would say this to you, never put yourself in a position where you say, God, I'm not gonna listen to you. Uh, You're gonna have to bring something painful along the way. Now, not everything painful is from God. Sometimes God will use those, though, to get our attention. He says, tell the people, consecrate uh, yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed. If only had we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. And you're saying, oh, g- g- hey, look at God is going to uh, answer our prayers. Well, this is where there's a little bit of humor in the Bible. Uh, and it says, now the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat it. And you will not eat it for just one day, or two days, or five, or ten, or twenty, for a whole month, until it comes out your nostrils, and you loathe it. Uh, you know, it's sort of funny. That's, I don't know why junior hires don't read the Bible more often. Isn't that awesome? Uh, so you got to love that image. But here's, here, here's the lesson. He says, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and you have wailed before him, saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? And you know what they're really saying? Why are we really following God? And we can get that place, and I know that it's not because you're a bad person that you got to that place. But it's a dangerous place to be. It's dangerous for your spiritual health. It's dangerous for every aspect of your life. And God, God wants to draw you back to him. And this is what uh, we read. It says, the Lord answered Moses, is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not 
what I say will come true for you. And God is saying, you know, I'm going to deliver you. I, I want you to, to come to me. And maybe for you, it's not just coming to him, it's coming back to him with some new habits. During this time where we're staying at home, uh, you might say, hey, I've never really had the time to do a quiet time every day. Guess what? You have the time. And, uh, you know, you can either watch endless Netflix, uh, which I'm not totally opposed to, but, or you can say, God, before I watch the latest news, before I get up, some of you, <laughs> I can, some of you are saying, I'm depressed. Can I tell you why? You wake up in the morning and you turn on one of the cable news shows and you say, I wonder what they're going to tell me about the coronavirus today. It's going to be depressing. Why don't you say, God, you know, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to start there. You can use the Bible app. Uh, uh, you can ask us for resources. Uh, I said, uh, you know, just read a chapter of the Bible a day. Start in, in the Gospel of Luke or John. And God, I'm going to get to know you better in your perspective. So when I face these circumstances that are very real, but ultimately will be temporary, I can have not only help, I can have hope. Maybe for you, you said, you know, I've not been very good at coming to church. Well, good news is you don't have to come and we won't let you. <laughs> but how about regularly saying, no, during on, online worship, we've even added uh, worship times. Last week, we had more people join us online by far than ever the history of our church. And you say, no, I'm going to do this regularly as a habit. And you will grow in your faith. I don't know, maybe serving, giving, whatever it is. But say, God, I'm going to take that step. See, ultimately, it's number four. You've got to decide what's next. Sometimes you're just deciding what's now in your life. Like, okay, I know what I'm going through now. If you can broaden the horizon of your perspective, do you know what that will give you every single time? Hope. Because you will understand that even in a difficult circumstance, and I know for some of you, some of you it's been mild inconvenient. For others of you, it's been devastating. That ultimately there is hope in the person of Jesus Christ. We're going to celebrate Easter in a couple weeks. And that's the ultimate uh, victory party. That God has done something on our behalf that we could never do. And, you know, it was in the middle of difficult times that uh, the person who came after Moses is leader of Israel. He said, you know what? There's some decisions I've made. And one of the very famous verse in the Bible and one of my favorites. He says, as for me and my household. And, it, and if you, you look at what comes before it, uh, other people have decided, hey, they're not going to follow God. They're going to buy into weird belief systems, do other things. He says, you know, you do what you want to. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. One of the greatest ways to get unstuck is to know where you're going, to know who you're going with, to ask for help, and to say, God, I'm, I, I am ready. I'm open for business. So a lot of controversy about Kanye West. Well, there always has been <laughs> about him. Uh, sort of a crazy guy the, um, is an understatement. Uh, so, and, and I don't know, you know, he says he's a Christian. I certainly hope he is and, and growing in his faith. Uh, but probably complex like the rest of us, would be my guess. Uh, but one of the things uh, I liked is he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and this is after he just said he had become a Christian, and he said, uh, are you a Christian singer now? And he said, 
I think I'm sort of a Christian everything now. <laughs> and that's no matter how broken, no matter what your sin is, no matter what you messed up or what maybe bad behavior or belief, you can make that decision that, you know what, God, I'm going to follow you with everything I have now. In fact, I love hearing the stories week after week of people who have made that decision to follow Jesus. And I want you to hear one of them. Take a look at this. My name is Michelle and I'm from Kirkland and I love the nature in the Pacific Northwest and I've grown up here my whole life. Some of the feelings I had about myself, a lot of them were based in shame. Things that I couldn't deal with on my own. Self-doubt, lack of self-worth, um, just kind of pessimism about what I had to offer to the world and that I didn't have a lot of value to add. Uh, things that were the root of that shame and self, self-doubt, it kind of started in my teenage years and I don't know if there was one thing to attribute it to. I did go through some trauma that did definitely affect my views of myself. Just over time that cycle and, and the decisions that I w was making that were kind of keeping me in that cycle. The, the only thing that has really been significantly different from what I think of as before and now it was actively pursuing that, that relationship with God. I was thinking about that. Was there one specific moment? Was there one specific conversation that led me to decide to be baptized? And it was more of kind of that long-term experience and God speaking to my heart and deciding now is the now is the time I want to do this. There's no reason to wait. When Ben would say, with everyone's eyes closed and head bowed, if you're accepting Jesus into your life for the first time, look at me. And I remember always for a long time keeping my eyes closed and thinking, is this the right time for me? Is this something, I mean, have I accepted him before? And then one day it was just like, today is the day to make that eye contact show that faith. I felt a sense of relief when I looked up and peace. Now I'm different because I guess I'm different in a lot of ways now that I have made that decision to accept Jesus and I am a lot more confident because I know that I lift my worries to God and my sense of need for control to God and I trust Him and have faith that He will do work through me. Control is a very um, integral part of, or had been an integral part of who I was, and I'm still working through it. It's just such a relief to give up that sense of control that I am not in control. Ben, in one sermon, said, you are not the master of the universe, and that um, really resonated with me because that's kind of what I was trying to do and be and know that I am not the one in control. God is the one that is in control. Thanks for listening to this week's message podcast. If you would like to watch the video version of this, visit our online campus at online.timberlakechurch.com, which is also live Saturday evenings at 5.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, and 11.15 Pacific Time. And don't forget to check out our app for a one-stop solution to all things Timberlake. Thanks again, and we hope to see you this weekend.